0: Welcome to the Cybersecurity and Cloud podcast, the podcast where we learn from cybersecurity experts how to stay safe, private, and secure on the cloud and in code. CSCP is hosted by Francesco Cipollone, your cybersecurity friend with a passion for all things cyber and sharing stories of other professionals with you. This episode is sponsored by AppSec Phoenix, the next generation application security platform, enabling organizations to run application security programs in a smart way. Visit www.appsecphoenix.com to learn more.
1: Hello everyone, and thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Francesco Cipollone. We've been talking with Vandana about OWASP and the challenge of OWASP, and I'd like you to welcome back to the second part of the conversation with Vandana. We open the floor to few of the questions we keep on discussing about how to get involved in the community and how to reach out to people to help you, because you might find it challenging, but it's actually not, it's asking to people. And I'd like to welcome again Zoe, my co-host. I really, really enjoy this uh, gender balance discussion and I'm really keen to actually have a podcast of this balance on gender. So we too, 50% male. (laughs) I wish you a wonderful day and I hope you enjoy the podcast. One of my questions would be, so myself, Sam, and the other chapter leaders have organized a session to try to collaborate in, in the team of uh, diversity. And, and thank you for shouting it out at Wasp Uh I really appreciate that because I think we need more collaboration in the industry. I think it's critical to see the different aspects because each of our organizations are going to be focused on different things. I mean, Cloud Security Alliance is fundamentally focused on cloud, but in cloud there is application security. And I mean there is there is security in every in every field, but we are focusing on we are focusing on on different aspects of it because of the nature of our chapter. So how can we encourage more collaboration and communication between the chapter or, or joint effort?
2: So what we can do is when we talk about joining hands with chapters. So the first and the foremost thing starts in taking inputs from the different chapters. Every chapter in every location works in a different way. They have Mm -hmm. their way of organizing meets. They have a way of sharing knowledge. I'll give you an example. In Bangalore, the meet happens every month. And uh, sometimes we stream it. Sam, I saw for the first time streaming a chapter leaders meeting in London. And I was very, very impressed. And I'm really thankful to him that he gave me a mini iPod, tripod uh, stick also to make sure I can stream it. So that was very impressive that I took inputs from their chapter because they're streaming it. And for us, it's not always um, possible, but there is a possibility that if we stream it all over the world, people can see it. So if there is a chapter which is streaming their uh, talks, Mm-hmm. It's, it's really great. I always go back to the London chapter uh, streams and listen to them because they are wonderful. And same goes with other chapters. If there's something which they're doing different to bring more people. So it's, it's, it's good that we should take inputs from them.
1: And some, um, I actually thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but so on that subject, I think we'll, we're facing an amazing opportunity as well. And we're going to do more webinars as well, more streaming, uh, because with the Cloud Security Alliance here in UK, we're mostly on on web platform. But one of the challenges, for example, we have is a lot of the people that work for organization have a very strict PR. So whenever whenever you talk into to an organization, the PR is a little bit more flexible. Whenever we're streaming, it becomes extremely restrictive. Uh, so how can we enable people to... You know to schedule this stuff to 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 work with us and enable them to actually work with their organization to enable us to stream
2: so now there's one a very important thing here that uh, as you said that not every organization will be comfortable in streaming i totally understand mm-hmm. because uh i when we reach out to the uh, organizations here uh, and want to just host a meeting sometimes uh, there are so many approvals required and Streaming also might go to the legal. So that's why they might have said. So we can propose that only this piece will be, or or only this area will be live streamed where speaker will be talking and nothing else, Mm -hmm. if they can do it. But um, sometimes it's really not feasible to enforce an organization to let them, or allow us, um, let them allow us to go ahead with all of that. We just have to refrain from streaming them. That's the only thing I could say, because there are the terms and conditions that organizations have. We will have to make sure that the terms and conditions that the organizations have, we'll have to make sure that when we are organizing or hosting the meetups there, we'll have to comply with them. So if Mm -hmm. if they're not very comfortable, we'll have to reframe. We can just only tell them, uh, uh, assure them that this is the only place we would be live streaming, but nothing beyond that.
1: No, that's great and, and I think giving giving out the knowledge in whatever way shape or form is is useful I mean podcast i mean just streaming or even just reaching out to the community but then I think with some and and with the other leaders here in in u k we faced one big challenge that communication and advertisement in order to reach out to as many people is a challenge so how how can we what would be your take on, on reaching out to as many people as possible? So even so, inter Mm-hmm.
2: Even inter-chapters, it's about spreading the word. I have seen uh, within OWASP also that if someone has to ask anything, it's very open, shoot out an email, and it will go to the whole leaders, uh, leaders list or the people who are part of it. So you have to speak up. If you want mm-hmm. suggestions, speak up. Uh, I know just someone recently asked, if I want to start a chapter, how should I do it? what are the recommendations you give so that person is very much aware that I want to host a meeting, but I don't know where to start off. So you have to ask people are ready to give suggestions. The people who who are leaders from long, they would be uh, happy to tell you. Sometimes you will have to host a meetup in a coffee, coffee shop (laughs) where you're like a a mini group, right? Like five, six people. Yeah, whatever works, Uh, whether it's an organized, it's within a company, within a coffee shop or even a house or even on the terrace. Yeah. I remember in the past, uh, over vast o- o- Bang- o- 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 Bangalore meetups have been, or null Bangalore have been uh, hosted on the terrace. Uh, just so it's,
1: it's that's really cool. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, so it's like wherever the only motive is just to make sure that we are spreading knowledge, we are exchanging the notes. That's the most important thing.
1: That, that, that's a great input. Maybe maybe we take the, cha- the, the 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 meeting or the meetup too seriously, and then we become. Entwined, uh with organizing and asking for sponsorship and asking for location. And as you say, sometimes it's just, you know, a, a, a gathering of people. No, that's, oh, that's, great. that's great. What's your take, Zoe?
2: I completely agree. It's so easy to get caught up in the, in the logistics. And, you know, the important part is really right there within us. That sounded super, you know, spiritual and mystical. But just in terms of what everybody does and what their experience can bring and how there's so much insecurity and you can't do everything alone and you can't learn everything alone and everything's constantly evolving. It's a combination of tools and people and, you know, the use of those tools and when and also, you know, communicating to the developers and communicating to management, you know, also as we discuss the two approaches.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. And Sam was just shouting out that university are hosting events and are happy to host events, so great shout-out. But before we continue with me rumbling about questions, <laughs> let me open the floor to questions. Is anybody have have any specific question for uh, Vandana? I can unmute you all or you can just unmute yourself. Masha, Sam, Hi. Vandana? Yes, Loridana speaking. I do not have a specific question, but it's uh, just really, you know, I would like to highlight how both So the line the line the line is, the line is quite bad. So if I can summarize is how do we get more women in security and how do we get more people engaged?
2: Uh they need role models and you know that 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 is us. So thank you, Vandana. Thank you, Loridana. You know, just continuing to be and share and mentor and so thank you Francesco thank so Vandana
1: you. what's your take what's your take on, on getting more more and more women involved in security and in AppSec that is even more niche
2: right so it's, it's about I would say sharing is cra- caring and um, as Loredana and Zoe said we need more mentors and if we have mentors who are ready to mentor and share their knowledge I am sure we are not far away from the place wherein we have everyone on the same plate. We, are ev- we have everyone who are sharing the same knowledge. And that's why from the training, uh, trainings also, we are trying to spread the knowledge. We want to make sure that we all are, because we all are equal. It's not about that we have to bring more women, but we have to make sure that we enable them to be more technical. They say mm-hmm. that, yes, we are there and we can conquer the world. And I have mentors who are wonderful, who are role role models. Um, I can say uh, we have few on the call itself. And then um, Tanya is there, uh, uh, Shira is there. There are so many people who are like wonderful. They're so amazing. You get inspired every time you just look at them. You just read through their articles. You talk to them, you get inspired. Like every time I talk to Laura Donna, she has something new to to bring to the floor. Like she always um, have different perspectives and she's doing really amazing in Italy and she's involved in so many things. And even uh, same goes with the wonderful women who are working, who are part of uh, London Chapter. I was in discussion with Andra and she, she's getting involved in uh, a lot of university relationships as well. So it's like we have people now and it's just that we have to get more people. It's like bringing up a chain. So that yeah, is the momentum. Bring in, yes.
1: And it's, it's having that snowball effect. That, But I think in, in that aspect, communication is, is key and, and organizing meetup and, and getting people together and making them uh, feel comfortable and safe. That This is a space that is not that scary. That's, there are people that can help you. I mean, it's a scary place, InfoSec. It's it's quite mental in terms of stress, in terms of people that are quirky. So I would say coming from a different industry and from a different area, it could be quite scary because it's a completely different field. Maybe we're getting better at it or being a little bit more business focused. But yeah.
2: Yeah. And I would say that it's not just women being the role models. I have had mentors who are men. I got to, um, so I was introduced to OVASP by one of the person who was part of one of the trainings. So mm-hmm. my first mentor was a male. And so I treated that person as a role model. Uh, I don't idolize, but I, I respect their opinion. I take the inputs seriously. And when, when we say role models, you just don't have to be the replica of them. You have your mm-hmm. own identity. They are guiding you. They are giving, they are, they are giving you a light or they're showing you a light. So you just have to grow yourself. You have, you should have your own thought process that if they're guiding me on something, what best I can make out of it. And trust me, mentors feel so, so happy when you grow and they're always happy to see you growing. So it's about we bringing each other up, not just bringing women, but all of each, like right now, you and I are talking, uh, yeah. When we have Zoe, we have Laura we have Sam, we have Krithi, so many people. We are here as part of the mentoring one day, because we want to exchange knowledge with each, with each other. It's not just you asking questions to me or I am answering. We are exchanging certain notes. We are exchanging certain ideas and mm-hmm. we are talking on a common ground because we want to talk about it. Yeah. And I'm sure so I, you are a mentor to few people.
1: Yeah. And but one of the challenges that I have is how do you maintain a healthy balance between, well, we are on the same level at this point in time, but when you have younger mentee, one challenge that I have is like, they, they want to follow you regardless of whatever you say. It's like, as you say, idolizing, making you as an idol or just sticking to whatever you say. And it's really difficult sometimes to just, stimulate the conversation and not just you know spoon feeding
2: right so, same time not try to um you know seem like you're quizzing them in an unnatural way <laughs> it,
1: it's, it's a difficult balance though because you you want to encourage and push people to develop their own thought process but my natural thought process as, as i come from a from a teaching background i, I tell people what to do it's like my natural <laughs> behavior but Sometimes it's like spoon-feeding because you don't develop that critical thinking. You don't develop people to actually come up with their own thing. And sometimes I'm just surprised with, with the thought process, how it goes. But I need to force myself and solve myself. So how do we... What's your mentorship approach, Vandana?
2: So um, what I suggest, uh, I, I am going to be talking about pure AppSec right now. Yeah. So let's say if someone says, comes to me and says that I want to learn application security, where should I start? The first point I would say that there is a hacker's handbook for application security and OWASP mm-hmm. top 10 guide, which is amazing. It is good. Uh, that what are the robots? what are the What is crawling, spidering? Everything is there. Every basic details you can find uh, in a starter web app guide. Now, you have to start reading, and once you learn one vulnerability, start pen testing. There mm-hmm. are vulnerable web apps, only try on them first. Once you are Very well versed with that, then move on to the second. If you don't understand, give me a call. I'll make you understand. Let's set up a weekly call or a bi-weekly call. I'll make you understand. But then you have to practice it yourself because I can only make you understand. I can't spoon feed you. You have your brain. You have to uh, grow yourself. And you have come to me because you want to be mentored by me, right? We Mm -hmm. can only share our knowledge to an extent But then you have to extend it further so we can guide you what all things you should do to be an expert in that or to reach a level, even to the basic level, we can guide you that these are the things that you should do. Once you're done, come back to me and we'll discuss further. Trust me, if there are 10 people who are coming to you and you are uh, telling about these things to them, there are only three people who will be coming back to you saying that uh, I'm stuck somewhere rest other sevens they'll just go away there so it's fine even if three it just go away coming, yeah trust me that happens that happens and it's completely fine because yes. mentoring is never spoon feeding it's about giving the right direction to someone and telling making um not even telling but enabling them to think in the direction that they should be thinking because sometimes you need a trigger to think differently mm mm-hmm. So you might be a trigger. So if three people come back and say that I'm stuck here, can you help me? Then you know, these people are actually trying to be meant, trying to be there and trying to understand, trying to learn.
1: Thanks, Vandana. That's that's insightful. Uh, do we have any other uh, question on the floor?
2: I'd say thank you, Vandana. That was really, really good. Especially
1: that, you know, when you'd say you, you're not the critical, everybody. if you are spoon feeding people, it's good we're getting a lot of people on board with security but at the same time I see a lot of bad eggs and you don't really want to be spoon feeding them I don't know that's how I feel about it you could question that <laughs> you know but I do feel that it is it's a great filtration point to actually say that they are yeah if you're not here to spoon feed go try it yourself that's the best way to learn and then come back so now I, I do agree with you on that thanks for that
0: This episode is brought to you by the generosity of AppSec Phoenix Limited. AppSec helps startups and enterprises solve complex software security problems by using smart data aggregation and complex machine learning software. Discover how AppSec Phoenix helps CISO and developers remove friction and maximize the use of DevSecOps professionals at www.appsecphoenix.com. AppSec Phoenix is the new and smart dev-first way to manage your software vulnerability. Follow the tag, hashtag AppSecSmart.
1: All right, I'll ask a question myself. So it's a challenging question, as always. <laughs> so it, it, there is a lot of buzz talk about DevSecOps and there is a lot of focus on actually application security and building and building and building. How do you slide in and apply and, and keep on applying the concept of governance and the concept of uh, how important is design in the, the DevOps world?
2: So when I talk about DevSecOps, I always start off with the culture because we were talking about the different approaches that it has to come from the leadership, right? So the governance has to come. If we are building an automation, we are enabling ourselves, we are making sure that the process becomes easy for us, but then there has to, to be a governance body if we are terms if we are talking in terms of technical but we have we all have to be very well aware when we say DevSecOps, we have we will be changing few processes we will be making new amendments in the process that we currently have talk about the waterfall model that we used to have earlier and suddenly you switch off switch that off and say that we are going to to DevSecOps wherein it's a whole pipeline, we're bringing in a lot of automations. So, governance has to be there also that what process we will be following, whether that actually applies to us or not. Because there's a say that not every company will have the same DevSecOps model or Mm -hmm. same model will fit. Even the development team when they're working, they will not be working on the same languages. They might not be using the same libraries. Uh, They might not be working the way they should be working with the operations team. So there will be yeah. a lot of things you will have to streamline. And for that, obviously, you would need governance to mm-hmm. have proper streamline.
1: I think there are, there are two speed of design. Whenever you're building something completely new, you need to have time to think about it. And it could be DevOps, but there is a time and place for DevOps or DevSecOps. hmm when you're building a house, you want to make sure that it's solid. But then when you start framing the windows, when you start framing the doors, then you can do that in an iterative way without compromising the infrastructure the structural solidity of the application. Right. I think that's, that's, that's my take on, on design and also governance. Whenever you're changing, I don't know, the handle of a window, maybe it's not a security impact and change, but when you're changing one of the pillars, or the main door, that's a security impacting change. So the struggle that I always have mm-hmm. in, in balancing that is having team defining their own what security impacting change to an application is.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, I totally agree with you. Security plays a very, very important role uh, everywhere. Because as you said that if it's a handle of the j- door, if that handle brok- breaks, what will happen? Mm-hmm. You will not be able to open the door, you will be in trouble. So you have to make sure that if that handle breaks, what's the way out. So you always need to have proper plan. Mm-hmm. And you always go by plan. And that plan itself is different. Because there's one thing that I was reading just a few days back about the automation. Like Mm -hmm. whether do we need automation or not, whether it's going to take away security jobs and so many other things. But think about, uh, you talked about designing. Okay, Mm -hmm. we have a design, but that doesn't have HTTPS in picture that the applications should. So think about that if we do not have a written policy that we need to have a strong password or we need to have SSL implemented, even in the design phase, wherein we are talking about a document, it's just a document thing. And if we don't have written in that design document, are we going to have a good secure model? I don't think so. We need to properly read that document. We have to make sure that architecture document itself is very well built up before it even goes to the design phase. So we are making sure that all of it goes together. And governance mm-hmm. has so many definitions to it. Yeah, There's no one definition, definition to it.
1: It's, it's just applying, uh, applying control whenever, not common in control, but applying control when it's logical to do it. Yeah. That, that's my take on governance. It's like trying not to choke stuff, innovation, but also slow down to actually make sure you're promoting good code, good application in production.
2: Right. That's why this DevSecOps culture came into picture that rather than you running the code, moving through it, if you have an automation build and build that if there is a critical bug or a high bug uh, gets de- detected in a build, build should fail. Now, you know, there is a critical bug or a high severity bug that I need to fix. It's there and your build is failing.
1: But are we sure no. that we need to fail the build?
2: At- yes, you can. It depends because... Um, if it's a critical uh, pipeline which has to go live within, uh, let's say, two days, then mm-hmm. you can't fail the build because you have to go live, but then you have to make sure that the bugs that are detected that gets fixed as soon as possible. Now, if oh. the build is going to be live in two months, you have to make sure that the build fails, you fix the bug, and then move ahead. So you have to decide on the priority. What's your priority? Because security cannot choke everything. It cannot be... Yeah. a sh- Just a blocker. Then, trust me, security has always been like a villain. That's what I've heard from everyone. We can't be. There is no time now to be a villain, but to be a friend who's there to suggest, to help, uh, to talk, and discuss. Because Mm -hmm. if, as a security researcher, we start becoming enemies, no one is going to fix. And the things will, will not work out. Or will go worse. Think about after so many things that the most bigger companies have done, they've they have like the best of security teams. Still, the breaches happen. Yeah. So, if the teams themselves are not talking, what can go wrong? Where all the things can go?
1: All right, I think we reach our time limit. I'm gonna ask Vandana a positive note <laughs> on cybersecurity, and then we close off.
2: I would only say that whenever you're stuck somewhere, ask for help. Because help is very much needed if there is a trouble situation. And we are all there to help, especially in security community. The peeps are really wonderful. The positions that I've got or the, the things that I have understood, it's all because of the community and the people around me. They have been so helpful. Uh, the knowledge sharing thing, it's marvelous. So if you're stuck somewhere, ask for for Help, ask for um, advice, and people would be ready to help you out.
1: That's amazing. So, it's all about people, it's all about getting and reaching out. Vandana, thank you so much for coming, and thanks for all our guests to come here today. It's been amazing. Thank you so much, Vandana, for coming and for, for spending your time in mentoring the community.
2: Have a lovely day. Take care and have a safe flight.
1: Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks, everybody hello everyone and thank you for tuning in today and listening to the second part i really wish that it was insightful and as fun and as enjoyable as it was for me and i hope these are really useful for you so please 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 let me know if you or somebody else want to come on this podcast or uh, participate in in the conversation so thank you everyone and i wish you a wonderful day goodbye stay safe
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and post it on social media tagging Cybersecurity Cloud Podcast for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Discover other episodes at www.cybersecuritypodcast.com.